Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. When God placed Choose Life Radio Network on my heart, it was because of the lack of hearing sermons about life. By holding this topic taboo for any sermon, we keep women and men who are sitting in the pews feeling like what they did when they had an abortion or made someone else have an abortion is something that God will not forgive. I'm Jill Taylor, your host today for Choose Life Radio, and our guest is Pastor Corey Abney. Thank you, Dr. Abney, for joining us today. Absolutely. It's a joy to be with you. Tell me a little bit about uh, Bell Shoals Church and how things are going there, where you're pastoring. Yes, Bell Shoals is located in Tampa, Florida. We're on the east side of Tampa. We have five locations, and we're seeing God move in a great way. So it's a, an expansive ministry. Uh, we do a lot of community-minded ministry here in the Tampa area, and then also have uh, a focus on supporting mission work all around the world. So um, a very community-minded fellowship. Are you the senior pastor for this organization at this point? I am, yes. Somehow they called me and have still retained me. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's a blessing, uh, yeah, to have that responsibility. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I know that's hard when you're spread across an area and you're trying to stay up on what everybody else is doing and connecting together. But I love that you're growing, and I love what God's doing with your ministry. Well, thanks. Yeah, we're very excited. The Lord's been very, very kind. And, you know, we've seen these past two years in particular as an opportunity to break new ground in, in terms of the ministry here with COVID. And obviously, it's been very difficult for many respects, but it's also given us an opportunity to minister to our community in some ways that, frankly, we couldn't uh, two years ago. And so just to see not only the numerical growth, you know, people's lives being changed and impacted by the gospel, but to see schools and hospitals and law enforcement offices open to our presence, our encouragement has really been a blessing. So, you know, Jesus said he's going to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And COVID can't stop that. And the evil in this world cannot stop that. <laughs> the the uh, forces that oppose life and the promulgation of life cannot stop Jesus from building his church. And so that's a promise we've clung to these past couple of years, and, and we've certainly seen the Lord bless. One of the things I know about you is that you moved from Kentucky to Florida. I want to find out how difficult that was for you, and then I'll tell you something we have in common. Go ahead. How was it for you to move from Kentucky to Florida? It's always bittersweet. Uh, you know, we had the joy of serving a faith family there in Kentucky for eight years. And it was just a really precious time of ministry. And some of our closest friends are still there. And to have that time together was unforgettable and we'll always be grateful for that. And so, you know, kind of leaving that context and leaving those friends who are really more like family is very difficult. But then you're introduced to a new family a new faith family. And that's where we are here at Bell Shoals in Tampa now. And um, again, the Lord's given us his favor. So we've been settled and established and our kids are, you know, adjusted. And yes, there are worse places to be in the winter than Tampa, Florida. So uh, <laughs> overall, it's been, it's been a blessing. 
Well, you guys have established uh, multiple partnerships with areas like Northern Kentucky and greater Cincinnati, and I'm just really excited to find out how this is happening, how the church is growing, and how you're handling that, because it gets bigger and bigger. That's absolutely right. And it seems to me that culturally, the opportunities before us are more pronounced, but also more difficult in some ways to capitalize on. So it's been a really volatile time, but we believe that the Lord's going to build this church. And so we've tried to focus more on the inroads that can be made and the obstacles that have been presented. And the landscape has shifted, but it's also shifted in a way to where we can make some connections to people in places that literally we could not have a couple of years ago. So I think that's an opportunity for all of us who are trying to impact our culture for Jesus. Yeah, that's very true. Well, my experience in Kentucky was nothing like yours, but it was I was very young, and my father was at Asbury Seminary, and we were there for several years while he finished up his doctorate. But it was a very close community. And when we moved from there to California, I never had that close community again until we moved to the Midwest. So sure. I appreciate what you're describing, and I love what you're doing in Florida. Well, thank you. Now, I'm likewise grateful for you and all that you're doing, and it's such a joy to partner together and communicate the blessings of life and the need for believers all across the country to communicate the hope that we have in Jesus and ultimately how that connects to a culture of life where we live and where we serve. Corey, one of your parishioners contacted me and said that you would make a great interview on the topic of life. That's really rare. I don't have people recommend a lot of pastors, mostly because Mm. pastors are silent on the topic. You gave a sermon, I think, that he heard on the topic of valuing the gift of every single life, regardless of the many reasons that people today would say, yeah, you know what, that's don't get yourself in that problem right now, you're too young, or you're not really connected to this father, just end it, or there might be something wrong with the child, let's not deal with that. Can you share some of the points that you preached in Florida on this topic? Oh, sure, yeah. First and foremost, our God is a God of life, and it's so neat when you go back to Genesis and you see that God breathed the breath of life into man. And you see that all of life comes from God. Everything that we have in its blessings and the glory of the created order, just looking around and seeing the power and the majesty of God, all of that points to the fact that our God is a life-giving God. But specifically, when you look at human beings, you find that He breathed the breath of life into mankind and He made mankind in such a way that we reflect His glory uniquely. We are made in His image, and so not only do we reflect the glory of God in how we're made, but we also have the capacity to know and relate to God. Uh, We have a conscience. You know, we think about things on a moral level that no other created being does. You know, the lion in the African tundra does not enter a moral crisis when it kills an animal to eat. You know, there's no uh, having a lion clean out his teeth and be like, man, did I do the right thing in this situation? <laughs> you know, there's, so we, we have this conscience and, and we have this glory about us, if you will. We reflect the glory of God. 
And therefore, we think about things no other created being does, and all of that points back to the fact that our God is a life-giving God, and He's uniquely given us life that not only reflects His glory, but it also enables us to know Him and to relate to Him and to find fulfillment in His plan and His purpose for us. And so I believe with all of my heart, and this is one of the things I talked about recently to our faith families, that to be a person, a man or a woman who's really walking with the Lord, who's really finding fulfillment in Him, it, it really very much is a carrying on of, of this love for life, a valuing of life, and specifically of human life. And seeing that we have a unique dominion, a unique opportunity, responsibility, stewardship, but we also do hold a unique dignity. And so to be someone who loves Jesus necessarily involves loving life that only Jesus can uniquely give. So to me, it just flows naturally, our, our love of life, from the life that Jesus gives us, not only physically, but spiritually. What you just said is so awesome in terms of people, how they need to look at themselves how they need to treat themselves, how they need to protect themselves, as well as the care and love that they give to another human being. That's right. What you touched on right there was really helpful for me to hear, that we have a responsibility in the way that we were created that's very different from any of the other things that God created in this world. That's right. And you see just the dysfunction of our culture, which is to be expected with people who don't know God, they don't know His design, you know, they haven't embraced His plan and His purposes. So it makes sense that someone who doesn't know the Lord, that they don't see the world as they should. But that has gotten us to a place culturally where there's so much dysfunction. And, and you see, for instance, people championing animal life in the same way, or sometimes in a lesser way than they would champion human life. And you just see the confusion and ultimately the dysfunction of that. And I, I think very few people, and sometimes even Christians, understand the implications of that for all of us, to not regard human life as sacred and special and unique. That has a consequence that extends far beyond just a political or a philosophical perspective. I'm so grateful to have Dr. Abney here with us today from Bell Shoals Church. We're going to come right back after a very quick break here on Choose Life Radio. Choose Life Radio believes that life is a sacred gift from God and should be treated as such, from conception to natural death. Our purpose is to share in-depth conversations with persons who have a direct connection to the life issue. These conversations encourage, inspire, and shine the light of God's amazing grace on a lost and hurting world. Your gift today will help us continue to expand the reach of these life-affirming conversations. You can give generously online by visiting ChooseLifeRadio.com. Just click the Donate button at the top of the page, or you can mail your gift to Choose Life Radio, Post Office Box 36622. Canton, Ohio, 44735. That's Choose Life Radio, Post Office Box 36622, Canton, Ohio, 44735. That address is also posted at ChooseLifeRadio.com. Your gift helps keep this life-affirming message on the radio. Now let's get back to the conversation. 
Hey, welcome back to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host today. If you missed even one minute of this interview with Dr. Corey Abney, please go to our website, chooseliferadio.com. I want you to hear every word, and please share this in a loving way. Suggest that your friend or pastor listen to the way he can talk about abortion without feeling like he's harming someone who's sitting in the pews. It's a gift, and it's extremely important so that we can address this without leaving parishioners broken and thinking, because you can't talk about this, it must be the worst sin possible. So I welcome you back, and I'm so glad you're here, Pastor Corey. I think in the second half of our interview, I I really feel like it's going to be led by God. Whatever you have to say to help those who have had an abortion and are looking for healing, or those who are considering abortion, those that don't even know God, I'd love for you to take this last half of our time and speak from your heart about God's love and God's Word. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's such a privilege to talk about the healing power of the gospel. And as believers who are champions for life and the unique dignity that all of us have as image bearers, as men and women created in the image of God, it's important that we be known more for what we're for than what we're against. Uh, I know growing up, you know, this issue of abortion and life, you know, a lot of times it was it was framed more by the abortion conversation and at the time picketing or signing a petition and it was uh, a conversation driven more by abortion than i would say a conversation driven by the sanctity of life and i think it's important for everyone to recognize that we primarily emphasize that we are a people for life not that we are a people against abortion and, of course, we are against abortion, but we are against abortion because we are for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, both of those things go together, and, and I, I've certainly been in environments throughout the years where the focus was more on what we're against and how we can stand against what we're against, which without question is needed, but it did not have the foundation of what we're for and why life is so precious. And then from there, how we can engage the culture in a way that is, as you referenced, gracious and healing. So it's so important for the audience to recognize that we are a people for life, for the blessings of life and the fulfillment that God has given us through the life that he's given us. So within that, of course, you're speaking to people as a pastor who've had abortions. I've counseled with people who who have been through that and live with the guilt and the shame and turmoil that comes from that. And the answer, of course, is always the same, whether it's someone that knows the Lord or doesn't know the Lord, that our God in His grace is the only one who can bring true healing to the broken. And all of us are broken, right? I mean, all of us are broken in some way, and all of our brokenness is manifested in various decisions that we make and bad decisions that we make or decisions that we wish we could have over again. And so thankfully, God does not love us on the basis of the fact that our good decisions outweigh those bad decisions. He loves us based on the fact that He loves us, and His love is unconditional, and it's unearned. And it doesn't matter if our good outweighs our bad or our bad outweighs our good. The reality is none of us are good enough. 
And God's love in that sense is unconditional and extended to all who look forward. And so, yeah, for anyone who's struggling, discouraged, anyone who feels the sting of that level of guilt or shame or regret, there is a place to go to find unconditional love, healing, and grace, and even restoration. And that is the love of God that's available in Jesus. Wow, that's very helpful, very soft and kind. And I hope that anyone who's listening with feelings of hurt and harm and thinking I've done the worst, it's not what God's thinking. He's thinking how much he loves you. That's right. Does Bell Shoals Baptist Church actually work with pregnancy centers around you in the Florida area? We do. Yes, we have a pregnancy center and a ministry to young mothers um, right here in, in our community that we strongly support. They do an incredible job of promoting life, but also of coming alongside of uh, women and men who are not only in a place of making a decision uh, related to a pregnancy, but those maybe who have young children and they just need help. They need guidance. And so it's, it's really a discipleship-oriented ministry that not only is the tip of the spear in terms of um, encouraging young women or, or any woman who's experiencing a crisis pregnancy to choose life, but then also to walk with them in a journey even beyond the pregnancy itself. So it's an incredible ministry here, and we're highly invested. I love that. I'd love to think that most churches do that. It's not true. They, I think they think that they can handle it themselves, but a woman hearing a sermon on it would want to shrink herself up and walk out hoping that no one looked at her face because there's a sense of you got a personality in that church with your pastor and you just are fearful that you're going to be found out. It's a very difficult thing. A pastor preaches a very good sermon on this also needs to make a connection for that person to a place where they can talk. And it can be right there at the church. You could have someone who's right there at the church. It also is a great idea to have a center that you're supporting, and you know what they're doing, and you know that they're going to be giving great love to that person. Yeah, that's right. And I would encourage any pastor who is listening to to recognize the impact and the influence and the importance of their voice. And really, there's only one person who can speak to the faith family I'm privileged to pastor as their pastor, and that's me. And there's only one person who can speak to your congregation as you, if you're listening and you're a lead pastor today, and that's you. So the voice of the lead pastor carries significant influence, and that's why I think it's so important for pastors in a positive, gospel-centered, hopeful way to address this issue, because when we do as pastors, it rallies our local communities to value the things that God values. If they hear it from us, then hopefully it becomes a normative part of their conversation and their concern, and it helps us all to leverage our time, our energy, and our resources toward these types of ministries that are literally life-giving and life-saving. And so I would encourage pastors to use their voices and their influence in a way that is, again, hopeful and focused on life. And the other thing I would encourage Jill, is for pastors to lean into the power of story. You know, there's a reason Jesus used parables as a means of communicating truth, because stories are powerful. And we have the ability in our day and time, which I think is super exciting, that we don't just have to tell stories, we can show stories. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I mean, 
we can put videos together and string stories together of life and hope. And, and we can do that with some music in the background and, you know, all the things that these creative people do that's amazing. But I mean, we have the opportunity not just to tell and talk about stories, but one of the things that we've done over the years is to lean into the power of story and to share stories of families who are willing to, of course, have their stories told of what they've been through, and then to show the positive aspects of what it means to be a people who love life, adoption and foster care, orphan care, ministry to moms. You know, there's so many ways now that we can lean into the, to the benefits of what it means to love and to cherish life that God gives to us. Oh, that's awesome. I do hope that uh, our listener will share this with their pastor. Even if that pastor is talking about being pro-life, the question is, how is he able to connect to the person who's sitting in their service and discussing abortion without the shame of it? Mm, that's right. Yes, it's wrong. Yes, it hurts. Yes, we've lost a child. But God has that child. And God will forgive us for even when we end a life of another person. So I'd love to have a, just a comment or two on some of the other things you're doing at your church and what things are really exciting today at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. What are you guys up to besides wonderful sermons and great programs? Well, to characterize our sermons as wonderful is very meaningful to me. It tells me that you've probably spoken to my mother. She's definitely um, <laughs> she very, did very high on, on the she sermons. Did call. I'm not sure about anyone else. Good. Yeah, I thought maybe she did. When, when I heard that description, I thought, yeah, that was mom. Uh, so thanks, mom. But right now, we, just, we see a window of opportunity in our local community. We do a lot of things missionally around the world, support a lot of missionaries and church planning efforts. Of course, some of those trips and teams that we would send around the world and things we would normally do are still on hold. But again, a lot of inroads in the community. And I tell you, some of the things that we're doing that we've just launched in the past few years that actually relate to life, you know, is um, a growing adoption ministry. We have a foundation that two of our members started that we now promote and partner with called the Forever Home Foundation. And they provide incredible support for families who are experiencing infertility. And that's a way that we feel like we're promoting a culture of life. And so we provide significant grants to families in our area and help them walk through that very painful process. You mentioned already the crisis pregnancy centers that we're connected to in the area. That's been a huge blessing to us. And then with our five campuses here in the area, we've pressed into really a lot of different communities here, just trying to be a blessing and encouragement. And that's just given us relational capital to be able to come back later and and share the gospel with people who are who are in difficult situations. And all those organizations need someone to balance what difficult things they're facing. So yeah. as we close, I'm going to ask you, Pastor Corey, to pray over us all and ask God to really touch our hearts so we can yield any sin that we're trying to hide from Him. Because we know God wants His children to be whole and able to reach out to others in need of His grace. Would you be willing to pray for us as we get ready to close? Absolutely. It would be an honor. Let's do that now. And so, Father, I thank you for our time together. I thank you for Jill and her love for you, her heart for this ministry, to encourage all of us to champion life and to see that you are a God who gives life, a God who loves life. Father, it was you and your son Jesus who told us you came that we might have life and have it to the fullest. 
And so we thank you for that. I thank you for Jill and her many listeners and just this ministry. May you encourage all of us who are striving in these days to be light and to bring encouragement and necessary focus on the gospel to those around us. And so, Father, we pray for your blessing, your favor, now and in the days to come, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And, Father, I pray for Dr. Abney and his wife, Christina, and their four children. I just pray, too, for the the church that he oversees and the growth and the new people who step in, as well as the elderly who are searching out what their life is going to be and how they can be of help. Father, I just thank you for a ministry that serves pregnancy centers as well as churches, as well as individuals in counseling and in need. You are so good, God, and we love you. We love you. And we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. So, listener, for more information about Bell Shoals, we are going to put information on our website, chooseliferadio.com, and you'll be able to go there and hear this and share this interview. Honestly, there's absolutely nothing bad about going to your pastor and saying, can I have half an hour with you? I just, I just heard the neatest thing. And sit down and listen with your pastor. And I think your pastor will have some questions. And, and your pastor might say, where'd you get this? And we, we just may find that we have a passionate voice in what we're trying to talk about today in the church, not just outside the church. And I thank you 100%, Pastor Corey, for your time today. Thank you for this blessing. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to go to our website, chooseliferadio.com. I'm Jill Taylor, and I'll see you back here next week on Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.